Hello everyone. Thank you so much for joining. I am super excited to have this amazing Facebook live with the author herself, Dr. Jamil Rizwana Hosseindeen, who we all with lots of love call our own dear Riz. A warm welcome. I usually address her as uh, Rizwana ma'am, but we have a pact that this time I'm going to call her Riz uh, with lots of love. A uh, warm welcome, Riz. Thanks. Thanks, Sukti, the nerdy optometrist. Thank you. Awesome. So I know you need no introduction, but just as part of the formality, I'm going to do a quick round of introduction with you. Uh, she is the head of Rivoli Vision Academy in UAE, one of the largest optical chain uh, that, is, that is there in the country. Uh, she's a clinician, researcher, plus an educator. Uh, she is consultant for IAPB and president of AO India. She's the one who has actually designed this entire chapter. He was driving from say 10 academy fellows to I don't know how many that we have today, but she's doubling the number and you know pushing everyone to excel in our uh, fellowship and the academic process. Uh, she's the head of BV at Sankara Nitralaya, honorary consultant and faculty. She is the first clinician diplomat from India, who has done uh, is her specialization in BB. And I'm so glad to say I was part of her journey when she actually was preparing and giving the diplomat exams. So super excited to have you, ma'am. Ah, sorry, have you, Riz, uh, and a warm welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Uthi. Quite, quite humbling and gratifying to hear that introduction. Oh, I feel this is just a, a snapshot. Like you have so much that you have achieved, and to add another thing to on your uh, on your portfolio, now you have a book that you have written. Before we get into the details of the book, I want to do a huge shout out to my supporter and the sponsor for this episode, Eily. They are the one and all app that actually leverages technology to instantly enhance your skill set. It is a clinician's tool and a supporter which everybody needed to add specialty care like myopia management and vision therapy and it is a plan to you know future future proof your practice so thank you so much Eileen for supporting this amazing episode and with that Rizwana ma'am uh, I'm sorry I'm going to try to stick to Riz but it just uh, it just happens I just end up saying Rizwana ma'am <laughs> No worries, no worries. So getting directly to the book, I love, I love, I love the title. And uh, I really want to know, were there other alternatives? What was the story behind the title? And like, it is definitely simple. I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks, Upti. I mean, usually, you know, uh... As I always said, and the title of the book says, keep it simple. You can just call me Riz, ma'am, okay? And first, and thanks to you for putting this together because I know we've got lots of technical glitches and finally we are here today. Yeah, so yes. last week we tried, yeah. And first of all, thanks to your supporters and also the supporters, you know, like the one that joined last week and I think they're now joining on the Facebook as well. So coming to this book title, you know, there is this person, common friend of both of us, Nilesh Tite. Mm -hmm. uh, he always <laughs> has, <laughs> uh, he, uh, uh, 
So I had already decided that the title of the book is binocular vision testing, uh, testing made easy. It was the treatment was not part of it. Binocular vision uh, testing made easy was the title. And then I had this tagline, keep it uh, single and simple, because I'm always this big fan of this acronym KISS, which many of us yeah. use, right? Uh, so I, I, was, I wanted to use it in some format. So many of my talks in binocular vision, we always had this keep it single and simple because binocular vision is all, all it's, it's all about seeing things very clear and single. So right. you just help people fuse, you know, double images into one single image. And if you're able to see certain things, see things clearly, then you've done the job of the binocular vision <laughs> practitioner. Perfect. So Absolutely. I would always use this in my talk. So that was the tagline. And as I was conversing one night in Kolkata, I remember with Nilesh, he said, I think this should become the title and not the tagline. So he said, move this, keep it single and simple to the title. <laughs> and, <put> the, <laughs> and move the title to the tag. So I did move it. And then uh, Dr. Mitchell Simon, I mean, I'm so blessed if there is, you know, this, I of course, I can't, I can't count the blessings that I have in my life, but Dr. Mitch is one person in my entire professional career. And Utti, you know the journey. I mean, of course, like <laughs> my first meeting with him, you were there on the corridor and you saw me like starstruck or dumbstruck. I don't know. From that moment onwards, my life changed. So he said, after we finished the book, he said this book, uh, talks a lot about treatment also so let's add the word treatment and that's how the title came out but uh, but I'm, I'm sure that the the contents of the book does justification to the title that's all we wish for absolutely we're going to get into the book and the title and the details but I yes I was blessed uh, amazed to see and to actually witness your first interaction with Dr. Michelle. And it was so funny because I had met you for the first time, or I think it was the second meeting that we were together. I was still in awe with your, uh, you know, expertise and the kind of work you do while I was being, uh, you know, distracted on like attending some part of uh, academy and like, you know, going around chit-chatting while you were there the dedicated student and actual the real nerd out of the nerdy optometrist I would say who would sit and meet people attend the conferences and then I suddenly saw you just going crazy seeing Dr. Uh, Shaiman and you were like oh god okay, can you take a picture and you forgot that I even exist I, I was like okay <laughs> so I, I cannot uh, forget that moment but I could see the kind of dedication and the passion you had in a person who shared similar you know, passion for binocular vision. And I'm glad you all together bought this book and I wrote it. I think it is a fantastic, fantastic book that uh, that is there. Now, why did you write this book? I want to know the why behind it. Okay. Um, so, uh, I mean, I think our life is full of beautiful stories. I mean, the, the narratives that we create out of the experience, I think is uh, plays very crucial in building our lives and our career. So the first year, in my first year, I just told this recently in a conference as well, uh, there's this ragging in the optometry school, right? So I was just walking across the corridor and my third year senior that time, uh, who's now a postdoctoral researcher in University of New South Wales, Revati. So uh, she was, you know, she just caught hold of me in the corridor, uh, like this, this meeky first year, trying to hide from the seniors. She handed over the 
clinical management of binocular vision book by shaiman and she said i wanted to take some notes from this book just write you know these 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 pages and then give it to me i have to prepare for my exam that's the first uh, instance where i was introduced to binocular vision and i never understood the depth of karma until <laughs> until i realized oh, this binocular vision will become uh, a part and parcel of my life but even at that time as a first year i really didn't understand the abcd of uh, what i wrote but i wrote it but then i realized there is something which is uh, uh, you know which is which is so profound in this book that can change the career or a, a career of an optometrist so uh, so by third year and final year this book had become almost like very close to me and i was reading the book and started practicing binocular vision and you know met dr mitchell chaiman phd in binocular vision but all this while while i was interacting with practitioners there was something that was always coming up which is uh, which is in terms of managing cases that they would see in the clinic some of the commonly like you know when it comes to binocular vision there are like a few templates that is all that that you can all always use to to decipher oh where is the symptom coming from and what is what are the potential tests that i can do and how can i manage this case so that sort of a framework um was necessary for early career practitioners like someone who may not have had access to a very in-depth teaching of binocular vision or even very in-depth practice of binocular vision for that matter like I, even now i would say i have understood like say 10 percentage of what this binocular vision specialty is all about so it's a lot of hands on and practice and seeing hundreds and hundreds of patients is really required to come to that level of dr mitch so i said okay he had seen like you know hundreds and thousands and i have seen a few hundreds so why don't we put this uh, clinical experience together and directly get on to the subject i mean no theory okay because dr smith had already done the job and no one can beat the job ever for that matter how many ever decades to come because he released uh, the fourth edition and then so so we said okay let's just only stick on to the most commonly seen cases in the clinic and then we'll put that as a book which will be a, a teaching material because you know if, if if the students just get to understand how to manage these most commonly uh, encountered clinical scenarios then they'll go to the clinic with confidence because otherwise people will always say no binocular vision i'm so scary i can't really understand this subject so first thing is we wanted to get that myth out of the uh, the students head and also for practitioners to sort of uh, serve as a ready reckoner where they can just get into the book and then okay this is how my case looks like and maybe this is the the you know the flow uh, that i can utilize the yeah. framework that i can utilize so this is how we thought a book based on clinical scenarios is important and then we put all our experience the cases that we saw in our clinics and then we put that into a book oh, oh absolutely and i have to say I'm, i was and i think i still am one of the students who would run away from binocular vision as much as i found it interesting but it was very hard for me to implement it in day to day practice so i definitely feel that uh i i was experiencing that piece and i wish that this book had come uh, maybe 10 years ago having said that you know it's it, i can still start read i started reading it today so you know it's better now than never so i really appreciate you bringing out the solution for the pain which we all went through <laughs> 
And uh, just a quick reminder to all the audience, uh, please feel free to drop in uh, any questions, comments, anything in the chat. And we will love to, you know, take up your questions and ask the same to Rizwana, ma'am. I have lots of questions for her, so I'm going to keep talking. But if you have something, just drop it in the chat and we'll take your questions as well. And again, thank you so much, everyone, for joining. I really appreciate you guys being here. So I, I know I really loved uh, one thing that you have added in the book, uh, which is the quote from Albert Einstein which you said, if you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it well enough. And I think it is so beautiful, so powerful and so accurate. I have to, uh, you know, a huge kudos for adding that quote into it. And I think it is really done justice to your, uh, through your book. That's a fantastic quote that's out there. Any story there or you just loved it and you just had it, po had it posted there? <laughs> No, again, uh, mentors play a very, very important role, right? So Dr. Mitch, um, where, as part of the diplomat journey, whenever I would write anything, case report, or even uh, he would send a lot of tests to complete because it's a, it's a, uh, diplomat is like a clinical PhD, right? So right. if he did, if he did not understand anything that I had written, he would be so blunt and he, he will tell me, you didn't understand. That's why you are not able to simplify this or sort of like, you know, able to explain it. And even uh, I think all of us are familiar with this uh, this common thing that people would say if you if you are able to explain whatever that you understood to a uh, uh, to a, a five year old kid or a six year old kid then you know it it you also learn it better yes. so if you are able to so so now as you rightly said uh, somebody who's got ten years fifteen years twenty years and like Dr Mitch fifty years experience uh, there is if we are able to reach out to that person that is just starting up their practice like that one right. year two year old uh, you know two year um, sort of experience yeah. early career practitioners then we thought okay we've done justice and that's when Albert Einstein uh, <laughs> helped us with that quote and I was just thinking about it just popped up and I, I'm also another uh, I'm, uh, there's another favorite quote of course it's too long so I didn't include it which is uh, which is by a sports writer called Andy, ben Andy Benoit. I've written it here. Most geniuses, especially those who lead others, prosper not by deconstructing intricate complexities, but by exploiting unrecognized simplicities. So everything that we see in the clinical world or even in the real world for that matter, there is always an unrecognized simplicity. But we humans insist on making things complex. Or... <laughs> You know, be it relationships or be it life, be it subject, anything, we insist on making things complex, but there is there are lots of ways that we can always simplify. I'm still not sure whether we've been able to simplify it as much as simplify it like, you know, to our level best. But of course, Dr. Mitch did the job, but there's, there's a huge team behind me. If you see the title just carries both of our names, but inside the list of authors, right? The right. contributors list. The binocular vision team at Shankar Netral, Mr. Praveen, Mr. Amit, uh, Ms. Aisha, Ms. Monisha, and then uh, Shreya. So there are these, uh, Shruti Meenakshi, so there are these people that stood behind me for almost like two years. And every time I would break my head, oh my God, like, oh, this, this case is like, you know, how do we do it? What do we do it? 
Praveen especially brought in uh, so much life to this book by adding a lot of graphical interface uh, uh, images, the GIF uh, figures. So anybody who buys the book will get that interactive e version um, uh, where you know you click it and then it plays the video plays basically. So um, so that we thought somebody who's not able to see patients real life now that COVID you know everybody has very yeah. reduced hands-on experience. Uh, getting to see an exo or a eso or an intermittent divergence squint so how it would look like we simulated everything i mean praveen simulated everything and uh, i think that did a lot of uh, justice to this uh, to this book so it's not just me okay i mean as you know there's this big team that's put their heart and soul into it to stand up to the albert einstein's quote of simplifying things <laughs> But I think I think it is such a fantastic word. And I have to say, sometimes uh, we forget about the simplicity, as you rightly mentioned. Sometimes you just go like, this is what it is. You don't know the reason. You don't know why it exists. Like, I might just say, oh, because Riz told me that this is how it is supposed to be with this stuff. And I, I, I don't even question. I don't even question. And, when, and, it, and actually, it highlights when, say, if I have to explain to someone who has no idea of what I'm talking about right and in my head it is absolutely clear but the other person that has no clue what I'm talking about and that's where you that's where you realize why are we making things so complex and you also realize you don't understand what you're talking but you have a way around oh you won't understand it is too complicated <laughs> <laughs> that's what we say when we haven't understood it basically. exactly exactly that's what we say when we don't understand absolutely so I we already got one comment about your next book should be binocular vision risk defined and I think that's a fantastic title for you maybe it could be your autobiography or another binocular vision book <laughs> Kim is you know yeah, I can speak about Kim in another uh, live session thanks thanks Kim that's a beautiful comment basically yes absolutely so now going a little bit into you into the book uh, that it starts with some fantastic uh, concepts. And to begin with the first concept that you have highlighted, I'm not even going into the book. I'm just like, you know, browsing on the first couple of pages and I'm in awe with it. It talks about the cognitive domain of uh, Bloom's taxonomy. And I want to know a little more because I, when I saw it for the first time, I actually had to spend 15, 20 minutes just to know how did you find it? And it makes so much sense. Just that one image uh, has, uh, I think could be a book by itself. So it's it's fantastic. Can you tell me a little more about it? Oh, thanks. I mean, so the, the Bloom's taxonomy, um, um, of course, is, is every educator uh, that's really learned the pedagogy of the whole education system uh, cannot sort of like, you know, wouldn't have been able to succeed without understanding Bloom's taxonomy. So thankfully, as part of my uh, clinical teaching and pedagogy and all those, like, you know, becoming a teacher, training. So training, tra the, the training that I took to become a teacher had uh, this Bloom's taxonomy as part of the curriculum. And that's when, when I was, by, by the time I had already started to teach, that's a different story. So the, the, then I realized, oh my God, I mean, I've been teaching without really understanding how to teach. So the, the reason why I introduced Bloom's Taxonomy into this book, especially, is for educators to know that there are different levels in uh, somebody's learning um, ability or rather cognitive ability 
um, and we need to keep it appropriate to the level of students that we deal with. Like when you are dealing with a second year old optometry student, a third year old, a final, a final year intern or a master's student, you will have to base your evaluation depending upon the cognitive ability that you are looking out from this particular candidate. So, so what is basically Bloom's taxonomy? As you see here, it's got six levels, which starts from knowledge and then moves on to understanding or comprehension, then being able to apply it, then analyzing it, and then coming out with the patterns, synthesizing that information, deciding the management plan for the patient, and finally, you know, evaluating. So this is like how, when we entered into first year, you can really sort of uh, uh, put this, just, just overlap this to the learning process in any of the course or curriculum, any of the any of the learning progress that we make with a particular subject. So the moment we start, everything is only theoretical. You just right. know it. But as you dive in deeper and deeper and deeper and get on to the uh, part of practicing it where hands-on mm -hmm. skills are really, really important. So you do it. And then you start to then analyze it, evaluate it, synthesize it. That's when your cognitive levels start of keep evolving. And then you become like a great clinician. And then you are able to now know, okay, what is like the bare minimum, the basic knowledge that needs to be taught? And what is this high end cognitive ability that I'm looking at? So to all the educators out there, whenever you are sort of wanting to in sort of, you know, convey uh, information about a particular topic or whatever, think on these six levels of Bloom's taxonomy and then um, think about your audience as well and see at what level you need to be, uh, what at what level you will really make sense to this particular audience. And right. definitely, I mean, at every level you can always, uh, it, it doesn't mean that for a first year student, you will never ask a ask a question that is to do with hands-on or analysis, but it's only to keep it appropriate to that particular level, or you will have to deconstruct your questions in the sense right. like uh, when you when you set up your question paper, you should know, okay, I have uh, you know questions that are just simply knowledge-based testing, but there are questions that are application-based testing, which needs a higher level of cognitive ability. You can't like sort of, you know, keep on asking only knowledge questions to an intern or to a master's student. And that's what is happening in the current education, uh, uh, pitifully in the, in the current education system. Teachers who are not aware of these cognitive ability level-based assessments, they just don't really enter into the analytical domain. And we still, you know, because knowing is only knowing, but only right. when you only when you do, you go to the next level. So if you really want to bring out sort of like, you know, the best or you want to produce good, great clinicians, then you will have to make sure that you move from level one to level six. You have to teach uh, and then you have to evaluate them on these levels. So that's when Bloom's taxonomy, I think, uh, will really, really be super helpful. No, I think it's, uh, it's fantastic how you mentioned that this is not only for your teaching or education purposes, you can also, uh, you know, use it in your day-to-day -day practice when it comes to patients as well, from say evaluating to explaining. And I think, yes, we definitely take few things for granted. We don't question. Uh, and that's why we, this actually helps us to think and ask that, you know, why we are doing, how can I do this better? The entire question will come only if you have an awareness. So thank you for, you know, putting it out there for all of us.
Totally, totally. Well said, well said, Okti. I mean, it all starts with awareness. And yes. if you know, then at least you will make the, the effort. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I actually love the the way it also helps you prepare on how you should read this book. So you have written this in your book and I'm going to go, I'm not, I'm still sorry, everybody. I know you might have questions about the book, but I'm still in like the first few pages of the book, which I'm in awe with. <laughs> so you need to get a cup of coffee, set a timer before you start every chapter, put your mobile phone away or in a silent mode and finish one chapter at each sitting. I think this is, uh, so we all know about this. Okay. When you start, you read, you know, okay, you have to do this, but this two sentences is so powerful because it reminds you what you need to do. I just created a post where I like, you know, I have these sticky notes, the post-it notes, which I keep in front of me, which just reminds me, talk slowly. You got this, like just these all positive, uh, you know, affirmations to myself, which are visually out there. So at times, whenever I get distracted, it just, it's like a self-coaching for me. And that is what is there in the book, which I loved. Any, any reason for adding it? Have you seen people getting distracted and you're like, as a teacher, I need to remind you, keep your book away. <laughs> uh, oh no, as, uh, as an attention deficit personality myself. So I am attention deficit and I'm uh, hyper, hyperactive in the sense, like distracted to really focus on one particular thing and I'm all over the place okay <laughs> all over the place and uh, so to write this book okay was like I would always like last five years we've been telling okay you know we will do this this book was supposed to be released in 2020 August and um, but what really kept me away from writing that book was this uh, this you know, uh, this bad habit of not prioritizing things because everything would come in and then this book will take the back seat. So uh, distracted in the sense, it's not like, you know, distracted with entertainment or something, but distract, but we sort of jump into something that will look easy at that moment because yeah. this book would always fear me. Oh, no, no, I'm not going to sit and write this. And then uh, as I started, this was like a note to my own self. I said, no, 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 you're going to write one chapter every day, you're going to set a timer, sit and then put down these cases and write. So I set this as a reminder for myself and I, and I felt uh, when someone takes this book up to read, then they will also have the same sort of um, uh, distractions and, you know, all the other environmental complexities associated with taking away your focus because right. our environment is not cued to giving you focus it's it's right. so cute to taking away your focus so i said okay why not i put this as a reminder and even dr mitch appreciated the fact that yes because a chapter is basically a theme and then so for you to really just sort of pull the theme out together and understand it it makes all the more important to read it at one shot not like just read one case go back then come and read the second case because it's all like related to each other sometimes it could be the same patient multiple visits Right. And so it's really important that you read it at one shot. So we wanted to tell that message, but not in a very bossy manner saying, no, you have to read one chapter. <laughs> you don't want to sound like a teacher, right? You want to sound like a person who is trying to be like, okay, I'm helping you to, to read better and perform better. <laughs> yeah, or rather as a friend. And so I said, okay, so just make a cup of coffee for yourself, treat yourself, then come yeah. and sit 
as if you are doing a sudoku or whatever that is but then you know this is not a book book it's basically something that you already know you've seen or you you will yeah. get to see and you're just going to sort of use your uh, mind around and come out with answers basically so i thought okay why not why don't we put this reminder um if we, if it could help uh, the reader yeah yes no absolutely i think it is great and as you, and you rightly said the distraction and I, i i struggle with it myself i'm going to say i'm guilty of it that only when you're trying to do something which which is which you know is going to take a long time say whether it's writing an article or you know whatever it would be that is the time you'll think of oh should i should i send this message to someone should i send out an email like that email was supposed to be done probably two days ago or it is not at all important it can wait but just when you're trying to write something or put something together you want to go and write that email which is probably a five minutes job but it's just a distraction it still could be work but it is a big distraction so i think i think it's a fantastic reminder so we have another uh, comment by uh, tosif khan i they say it's always great to listen uh, when i listen dr jamil rizwana absolutely it's a pleasure not just to uh, listen her stories but to know her personally she is a fantastic human being and i mean i'm a huge fan of her <laughs> and thank you for like you know sharing in a message that it was nice to see me i i can't see you but i appreciate you joining this live session and they're also waiting for the book so the book should arrive soon i say <laughs> yeah awesome so going back to the book okay which has which part of writing the book has been your most favorite which chapter which portion what was the most favorite part about this book um so this there's nothing like favorite i would say of course the way the book has come out at the end itself is something that uh, that we we would cherish as a team because when we really started the book we thought we would put in real patient videos like we got permission mm-hmm. from actual patients and then then later we all of a sudden realized the legalities associated with it like yes the parents are giving consent but later what if something pops up Yeah. and then we went ahead with the with creating these animations and we were like behind people asking for help and then nothing really was concrete like nothing was helpful productive and then ravin uh, being that that creative expert said okay why don't i just give give out a try and then give it a try and then he he gave it a try and then the moment we saw these gifs just fitting in here and there and uh, wherever we wanted you know so it became much much better than even putting in real sort of uh, assessment or uh, a, a patient uh, 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 you know clinical uh, picture or picture. a video yeah uh, so that that animations we thought would really help anybody be it a clinician or a student to visualize the visualize the case um, so that is actually the best part of the book the 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 clinic the case based way as well as these animations that complemented uh, animations and even figures for that matter that we created for this book that complemented the understanding um, of this of the different chapters uh, that's the first part of i think uh, that's that's the most favorite part of the entire book i would say the second is the evidence based approach that we brought into this book because um, many a times people would ask okay you are managing this particular patient this way but where is the evidence and again based on whatever uh, that was evidence the best evidence at that point of time when we wrote the book which was the end of 2020 mid of 2021 
um so we put in we compiled a lot of literature we read those literature and then we said okay based on this based on these available literature is how this management is sort of uh, was planned because i think this also reduces the workload for a clinician uh, when they are trying to manage a particular case okay am i just managing it based on expertise or evidence no. and then they know okay this book has the evidence and then the all the evidences are provided as references also for the for each particular chapter so i think bringing these two pieces which are not uh, currently present in any of you know in the similar context uh, i think added a lot of uniqueness to this particular book right yeah absolutely uh, and which uh, another thing which i which you mentioned right about the gif and the animations what i loved about it is usually when you see textbooks or when you see any binocular book right you always you might refer it as a textbook it's very clinical it feels you like you're studying right and the actual patient images you've seen that throughout your optometry uh, schooling so the minute you see real patient images you feel okay i'm studying you know it gives that feeling now that when i look gifs or animation it makes me feel more like a comic feel which is more fun and relaxed it is more in my comfort zone so just looking at the visuals i was expecting real patient images but when i saw that i'm like ha huh, this is you know a cool version of teaching the exact same thing so it's just the because that's how you grew up right that's what the images in your exactly. mind So yeah, I think that was a fantastic combination. Gen Z taught us so much that you have to be sort of very very creative. Otherwise, you're not going to reach out to them for that matter. So, so we wanted to keep it uh, sort of fast, sort of very cool. And uh, and those images, of course, with Praveen's, we would name it like you know we would call it Praveen and his um, his wife Priya. And so we were like you know naming all these. <laughs> It's also. <laughs> so a huge shout out to uh, Praveen for doing this. I I I think all your hard work is really appreciated, and we would love to you know uh, have more books and more gifs. Maybe replace all the books with you know some fun images for people to keep it interested. So fantastic job, and thank you for doing that for this book and for all of us. Really appreciate it. So we have another comment from uh, Ramya. Adhayal, who says thank you, Riz, ma'am, for introducing binocular vision to me. Desperately waiting to read this book, and I'm sure I just have to say you will love this book, and the all the wait is going to be fruitful. So just hang in so there. Ramya <laughs> ordered five uh, books yesterday, and so we just couriering it to her. Thank you, Ramya, for the support. Thank you. Absolutely. So another quick reminder: if you have any comments, any message, any questions, do drop it in the chat. We'll try and take as many as we can. I'll also be adding the link for the books, uh, so where you can buy in case you haven't booked your copy yet. And I'll also be sharing information about our sponsors. So just you know, find all the links along with this amazing conversation that we are having. now we did talk about the fun part i'm sure it wasn't just all uh, fun and amazing we would definitely have some difficult part in the process so i want to know what was the most difficult piece in writing this book yeah the first thing is um, i mean i had just planned the book uh, i didn't plan along with dr mitch i mean like who has the courage to approach a person to 
<laughs> who wrote the textbook uh, and you you're going to sound so childish and so so i had just you know wanted to write a book that's it i wanted to write a book on binocular vision case based and i was constantly motivated by my mentors along those lines like yes you should do it now that there's lots of cases that you compile uh, but i would never sit and write the book i will always say i'll write the book that was the most tough part of the getting started to you know because i was just aiming for that perfect moment that perfect you know sort of that that, that uh, the perfection in whatever that i bring out and all i was seeking a lot of excellence i mean a lot, a lot of perfection but then i understood like excellence is is just um, it's just an evolution like as you keep doing things again and again and again you may not be really perfect but you just sort of keep excelling as you keep doing it so you have to start somewhere so right. starting starting was the the starting trouble as many of us would say was the most complex aspect uh, the most tough uh, toughest thing for me as an author so one day as i was just traveling to traveling out to delhi uh, i decided i'm going to just start writing the book it's going to be a three and a half hours flight so i'm going to just take my laptop and type in whatever that comes to my mind whatever whatever that just comes you know and then by the time i the flight landed i had almost like finished the first chapter and that's when i realized i think uh, nothing is going to come if i keep waiting for that right, right. moment that perfect moment i think it's just it's only about starting it's just starting wherever you are whatever you know facilities infrastructure that you have and uh, don't wait for that uh, wait for the quietest resort and then the room and then you lock everything up and somebody gives you all that you need <laughs> no no that's not going to happen so it's always easier when you start and when you're, when you're in the middle of it so you, i right. just had started it and then uh, uh i would block timing timings every week making sure that you know some part of the book is written because um i because i had signed the contract with the publisher so we first signed the contract with an indian publisher because we wanted to keep the cost of the book very low i mean to all those right. out there uh, intentionally we wanted to uh, genuinely wanted to keep the cost of the book very low but apparently when covid hit the publisher faced a lot of issue and they backed out and that is when nova publishers based in the united states came in and then took the book and then took it to a different level uh, but that's what raised the cost of the book also so by apologies to many people back there in india who felt that the book cost sort of like oh my god why is this 150 us dollars 130 us dollars and things like that so uh, it's all this covid related issues and getting a publisher to sort of do all the work especially for a book like this where you have to have a physical version and then you also paper version and also you have to have an e version and uh, that wasn't very easy because the indian publisher backed off uh, we had to get another publisher to get the book moving and uh, so these were some of the complexities tough moments that were associated with publishing the book but having said that there is no there are no regrets at the moment i would say because uh, what i did is just you know because as a first author you know like it's it's almost like your first child right like you've written this book so i have stopped uh, this book um, uh, because i i didn't want to give the burden to the reader because for every book you know bookti based in uh, based in the us for every book there's a huge shipping cost 
cost. So when people yeah. buy books individually, they're going to face this shipping cost. So I thought, okay, buying it in bulk will cut down the shipping cost for the reader. So I bought the book in bulk and then um, I didn't keep anything, not even, a, not even a single penny on top of the book because see, ultimately the whole purpose of the book is to reach out to as many people as possible and uh, making education affordable and also like this sort of a knowledge should be accessible to everybody there is no point so whatever the cost that we've kept at the moment which is at 7500 indian rupees is just whatever like you know the cost at which this book is being bought from the publisher in bulk so the link will be posted on the fb chat uh, so if any of you want to buy the buy the physical copy the paper version then reach out to me email uh, email it to me uh, email your request and we will do we will courier the book to you uh, but when you buy the paper copy you also get a e version free of cost like the publisher will give you a e version but if do you do not want the physical copy or place somewhere then you can also buy only the e version which is made available only now so i requested the publisher saying cut down the cost to 50 uh, percentage and get give people the e version alone and uh, so those of you who just need only the e version can go on to that site link and buy the e version but one uh, huge request uh, to all of you out there it is so easy to um, uh, what what do you call like you know uh, sort of the e version there's always a risk with e version right the right. book will be just shared, like one person buys it and shares with everybody. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we put in a lot of security. I think that uh, at some point is totally up to the buyer uh, right. who consciously ensures that they don't share it with uh, everybody. But I'm sure that, you know, the close circle that we've got is quite conscious about it. So these were some of the some of the difficult moments uh, uh, in being an author. But again, as I said, uh, when you really see the product, I mean, at the, at the end, when I just got the book in hand, I really didn't have any regrets. I mean, I'm like so happy to hold this book like as, as I had my first uh, son. So mm -hmm. I think uh, I think it's, it's as, <laughs> as precious as that, I would say, yeah. I, I, I mean, I feel this is incredible. And I have to highlight a couple of things just to, you know, sum up your, your struggles. One, of course, there is no right time to start anything I can tell this from my personal experience you just go out there put yourself in the universe I would say and let the magic happen so just start do whatever even if the first version I'm sure your first version would not have been perfect or you know you might have gone back and revised it but at least you have something to revise versus something in your head which is beautiful and amazing and perfect <laughs> but when you see it on the paper I'm like oh my god I need revisions or from you know changing real patients images to the gifs and you know the struggles there to find an an animator to having a publisher and i think that the publisher piece is also very interesting i would say just commit yourself to something with someone then you know something will hold you liable and then you might end up doing it if if you exactly. are slacking on it i think that that's a great uh, way as well there are times when i just book a meeting or i'll just put that okay i'm doing an insta live or i'm you know recording a podcast so i'm forced to do it right you know the days when i'm not feeling good if i've committed there is no backing out and then the result is amazing you will work towards it and yes i would uh, first of all thank you for being so conscious about uh, everybody's a pocket because making it affordable would be a huge effort for you as well and making sure you know there are there are resources for us to buy the book 
either e-version or paperback just to be something which is knowledge for all and i i i cannot thank you enough for doing all these efforts that you have gone through thanks 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 thank you and yes i'll be uh, we'll be dropping the the link for the book in the chat i'll be also dropping it later in the descriptions on my other platforms but please please be conscious of not sharing and you know just respect the effort that someone has done to make your life simple in the world of binocular vision that's how that's how i'm going to <laughs> have this message wonderful so i would uh, you know i would like to ask uh what next is there for you in this in is there another book is there something else that's coming up like what's next for you okay so i usually like you know uh, all of us do this right the moment we uh, we do something then immediately what next what next what next and then that kept me pushing through uh but now i think i'm in that phase of life where i'm enjoying a bit of stillness i would say like there is <laughs> i've sort of uh, put a pause to things for a while a lot of things that i've been doing um of course there's a tremendous change in the career in um, uh, like you know uh, the country the home front and everything like you know there's yeah. so Uh, so i really i i'm taking this time to understand some of the high priorities in life like what should i be focusing on in terms of like moving forward um so if i would do something in the next 5 years then i think i will focus more uh, towards of course i will write books because now that i've written a book and uti is behind me to write a, a non fiction book more on uh, the souls uh, let the soul speaks journey um so so i'm sort of journaling and doing a lot of lot of those uh, sort of philosophical <laughs> penning down um where how you overcome your struggles and sort of like you know overcome this voice in your head that tells you all reasons as why you should not do a certain thing and why you are not worthy and all that stuff and how to get rid of that voice so so all those things all those um, uh, sort of uh, i think working on your own inner self and healing i mean if that's the word that i would want to use then healing all the trauma that i've sort of like oh my god i've got a lot of baggage to to clear up with this so i'm sort of <laughs> clearing up uh, those things and uh, but as i'm doing i'm also getting a lot of clarity so now i'm into corporate optometry which is right. so cool and so exciting retail uh, optometry and corporate optometry i think uh, the universe always does things on purpose and sometimes you do not know why you been sort of like guided towards that particular journey right so the next couple of years i think i'll focus more towards uh, helping a lot of early early career professionals optometry students back home um as well as um, in the mid career to understand the opportunities in optometry especially on the retail front the corporate front um and i think i'll focus more on more on that part of uh, i think the uh, uh, that speciality i think of course binocular vision is there i mean it's not going to go anywhere and i'm integrating binocular vision into primary eye care at all levels uh, um, even in corporate optometry for that matter but moving forward i think in the next couple of years i'm going to focus more on a little bit the other phase of optometry i think and also i'm going to take time to sort of uh, reflect on the journey as well as uh, look at 
what's ahead and what what i can do better right oh yeah absolutely i think uh we're really looking forward i know i i know this personally because uh, we did chat offline as well at how much is this crazy change for you from being a researcher scientist and academician to going into a corporate world and trying to bring both of these world together and i think you are you are nailing it there as well so kudos to you for this huge leap of faith i would say in your career but you you are known to do uh, things which people find impossible or scared of crazy so, things yeah <laughs> yes i would say i would keep it nerdy i wouldn't say crazy you know that's an underlining okay. <laughs> so So I think I would I really really appreciate you know all that you do you have been a huge inspiration to everyone every student out there and thankfully you were my mentor during my masters and I haven't I haven't like you know left that connection since then I was scared of you by the way just if you didn't know I didn't know you so I was like oh my god she has a keep so much I'm scared of this person but when i met you you were so humble and down to earth so i can talk about you i think for days but we'll keep it to the book a few comments that came in was uh, this book is helpful for undergrad students from jatin kashyap which i feel is fantastic and that was the purpose of the book so uh, thank you for sharing that uh, there is another message which came from uh, tosif khan in eastern india approximately every college and university students uses qurana or topic book so i think if the cost will be normal in future then definitely students will love the book i'm yeah that's the whole uh mission but i'm sure like you know the book completely surpasses the pricing so if you're looking for something which is uh simple and helps you keep everything single this is the book you need to go to <laughs> <laughs> and having said that thousand uh, thanks for bringing that out recently we had a conversation i mean as part of the learn beyond visions uh, uh there's a course that i've launched along with learn beyond vision on binocular vision right so dr kurana was part of the valedictory event so if there's an opportunity let let us see how we can how we can work along with dr kurana and then bring out something for the indian audience now that you brought this out so yeah wonderful <laughs> so if uh before we end this conversation uh thank you so much for your time thank you so much for uh you know writing this book and you know again you know bringing us and introducing us to this beautiful world of binocular vision which many of us were scared but i'm sure we'll overcome it after reading this book if anybody has any question please feel free to reach out to me or to aris directly we'll be dropping all the links in the chat this conversation will be available on all platforms of nodi optometrist even after the end of this live session so uh, do check it out if you have missed today any closing words uh, before we end this chat uh, first of all thanks to you pe because uh, uh, you've been uh, sort of i mean you just tossed this idea out when the book was releasing why don't we do this book review and so thanks to you first of all and i'm sure that uh, this review my, would be helpful to many people in understanding what this book is all about and uh, the, the, the beautiful journey the story the struggles and everything behind this book so thanks to you first of all and thanks to of course uh, your sponsors uh, because uh, events like this are never uh, sort of like you know they uh, it's never sort of like you know you're not you're able to do it so 
well with all the support and fb fb means not facebook <laughs> yes so we have to do a huge shout out to our technical support the baroda wala brothers fakruddin yes. as well as zulfikar who has been yes. just there to you know support us while we technically challenged people was <laughs> exactly. lucky yeah and both the baroda wala brothers have been a huge support in my career as well over the last couple of years they've supported enormously with all my webinars this book and you know so again thanks to you guys and my entire team back home the binocular vision team i would say because uh, doing writing a book like this so guys if any of you want to write a book or do any task that task that looks so daunting to you then build your accountability team yeah at least you know have a couple of people as utti said commit to sort of seeking excellence and there is never never in your in our lives we would achieve perfection don't worry i mean it's always when even if you are so proud of something at the end you will also feel i should have done this better there's always a scope for improvement so do not aim towards perfection but aim towards excellence which is always like a lifelong journey i would say so anything that you would want to aspire anything that you that you aspire for or you want to accomplish in your life just keep moving forward so the team back home binocular vision team that uh, sort of proofread the book right wrote the uh, uh, um you know the uh, the everything the appendix all aisha amit i mean they sort of like backed up and thanks to covid because when everybody was cursing covid we used that lockdown time to finish the book so because we were just you know we we couldn't escape anywhere <laughs> so we had to there was no excuse saying oh no there are there were too many patients to see the clinic is busy this and that so we used the covid lockdown to the to our advantage and we sort of wrapped this book up so thanks to thanks to that uh, that time that we got as well and um, and of course to all my mentors i would say like even like dr kk who continues to support the book in possible ways dr meenakshi uh, the reviewers of the book dr sahitya baskaran and aravind the i hospital and dr revathi so these two reviewed the book and uh, because we we needed to have a reviewers who sort of says okay like you know the contents are sort of very clinically relevant and valid before even you send the book out to the publisher so it's not just one person i mean the person that you that is that you're seeing here is just the face uh, uh, or rather you know just one tiny part of the book but this book is made possible by this team and most importantly our patients because uh, yeah. i think all these patients that uh, we got to see and the and the patterns that we were able to sort of derive in our own heads and the framework that we were able to build in our clinical practices by seeing these countless number of patients um so our thanks goes to goes out to all these patients so every every patient that you get to see guys every patient or however you want to call them as patient consumer customer client everybody everybody that you get an opportunity to serve Uh, has a potential to sort of teach something to you all you need to do is to keep your eyes and mind open to learn and uh, even if it's the end of the day even if you're shutting out your clinic even if you feel sort of drained out just be open and say oh what is there in this for me to learn and if you if you keep that learner's mindset then i think uh, uh, the days ahead will be so exciting and uh, all of us can create beautiful things absolutely i think i really loved uh the takeaway message that you gave one is to you know have a 
team, your support system, who you can always uh, fall back on and have this learner's mindset, which sometimes we forget or get distracted. So I think amazing, amazing takeaway messages and just keep going, no excuses. Have people who will check on you, like, have you done this? You know, you want someone who's going to daunt you with that question to keep you going. With that, thank and you. I have so. to tell you this. I mean, I have to tell you this. When you write certain things like this, you know, like Nilesh, I said, every conversation right. that you make with your, uh, with your close, that that connect. You know, there are some people with with whom you you can just be yourself, like Upti or Nilesh. I mean, without inhibition. Uh, <laughs> and so you will get these ideas that sort of turns the table around. So now see, keep it single and simple became the title of the book. And, and Nilesh for yeah. sure is, uh, is, is sure to sue me because he will now tell me that I haven't acknowledged him in the book. <laughs> <laughs> but you can say you acknowledged him in this conversation. So you have somewhere exactly. where it's an acknowledgement. <laughs> yeah. And my father, as you see the Hussein bin behind my name, so my father will always beat a research paper or a book. He feels as if he's written the book himself. So, <laughs> so I think uh, I think this is one way to sort of give back to our parents. I mean, if there's no other way that we can sort of like how how we can repay all the all the debts. You know, the the, the gratitude that we can show to them is through these simple ways, and that's why I ensure that. Uh, uh, people sometimes tell me very long name can we cut uh, cut down <laughs> this bit <laughs> no please put it wherever possible so i think uh, yeah so these are some of the beautiful moments in life always absolutely absolutely we love we we love calling you Riz, but of course the identity is their full name and that definitely is a very great way of uh, you know representing our parents and whatever we can give back in a very small way nothing can repay it but thank you once again for writing this book for chatting with me this was my first facebook live this was my first uh, book review uh, so it has been a fantastic journey and process for me as well i i had no idea how i was going to do it but you made it simple for me uh, thank you so much Riza. i really appreciate it <laughs> Thanks to you. I mean, we had the learner's mindset when the Insta sort of gave up because of the UAE guidelines. We said, okay, let's do something. And the Baradawala brothers, FB helped us to now just, yes. you know, come on to another platform. So if something doesn't work, which means maybe like, you know, there's something else that's going to give you the best. So keep just sort of looking out for the, the next. Yeah, there's always a lesson in everything, every experience. Absolutely, absolutely. It has been... Uh, uh, an amazing learnings, uh, learning journey from Instagram to Facebook, but just making sure we go live and do this session. So I think we've achieved our goal and it has been, it has been a pleasure talking to you as always. Thanks, Uthi. Thank, thank you. you and thank you to all the audience out there and keep supporting us. Keep supporting Uthi, me and all the, the Bardawala brothers and keep supporting the entire optometry community, guys. Thanks to all of you and love you all so much. Thank you so much. Yes. And do follow Nerdy Optometrist for all the content and all the links that we've been just discussing. So just, uh, just support us. Mm -hmm.